Welcome to Secret Lowlands Podcast. I'm your host, Agle, and I will attempt to share a story which, um, yeah, which just happened not long ago, um, actually yesterday night. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of still trying to make sense of it, but I think talking out loud helps and talking about it helps because there are still all sorts of feelings inside and it would be just nice to somehow um, integrate them or process them. So this is not the way I expected to return to my podcast, (laughs) but um, I think the story is quite... um, interesting so i'll share it is a bit vulnerable as well but um, i kind of feel like yeah i feel like um it's maybe quite useful for more people to know about these kind of situations which happen without expecting it was a saturday and the weather seemed nice but me and my partner, we started the day quite late and we were trying to rush out from the house because we knew that it kind of gets dark pretty early. But somehow we were very optimistic about the time anyway. And it took us a little while to get to the place, to drive to the place that we wanted to explore. And it was this ancient forest. And apparently that's where Etruscan people used to live and the was like a community i'm not sure if by the way it seemed like there's still um some sort of community because in the forest there was this ancient church which was very 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 old it was made out of stone it looked very mm, run down and when you enter inside there were literally things like candles and flowers and was very weird and kind of there were chairs but they were broken and it felt a bit creepy even and um the weather kind of started getting a bit weird as well like it wasn't that sunny anymore and of course it was the forest so it was kind of dark uh, darker but we were kind of moving fast so we um well I kind of jumped so when we arrived with the car, we parked the car, there were other few cars, and from there on, there, there was a road, the main road on which we came, and it kept on going on further, but somehow we checked that to go to the church from the car, it was pretty far, so we took a shortcut through the forest, and there was a path, and we took that path, it's not the most obvious path, but you know, it's kind of decent, you can... You can understand it's a path. And at some point, uh, you know, the person with the mountain bike just passed. So it made me feel even more relaxed because it was a huge forest. But at the same time, because my partner was navigating and he normally always is. And he's always really good at it. You know, I, I actually don't really care about it. I become very lazy when someone else is taking uh, initiative to navigate and I don't really pay attention to anything. I just observe uh, the views. And uh, and honestly, on that day, I was very... I was feeling really intense feelings. So the reason why I really wanted to be out and we were walking fast and I was quite happy because, you know, and I, I kept on telling myself, you know, demons don't like fresh air because I really, really felt triggered and I felt a lot of feelings inside me, uh, a lot of rage and anger, just accumulation of things. You know, you just get those days when you're just losing your shit somehow for no reason. And um, yeah, so I was feeling all that, like extreme heaviness. Like I was really entering my darkness. Um, But I thought, well, being in the forest... And being in nature and walking outside, you know, there's the best cure for for that state. So I was in my darkness, but I was also happy to be exploring. And my partner was like really kind and really, you know, trying to make sure that I feel okay and that I'm happy. And he was really appreciating 
the forest and everything and it helped me to feel better too and so we got to the church we explored the church and then we thought that it would be nice to kind of get up to the top of the hill or to the top of the forest um and uh, maybe we, we could get to see the view of the lake and there was a huge lake nearby so we we went on and on and on and we we didn't really manage to find the view all we found was like a 5g station yeah and um we kind of walked around a little bit and then we realized that probably we should start going back and there was a road like a forest road but a road that you could you could drive on it was very kind of it wasn't that big but it was decent and uh, my partner said that yes we will be able to walk on that road back to the car but it should uh, it will take us about 40 minutes which i thought is no problem and we kind of we also took a break to just appreciate because we could see the glimpse of a sunset and we kind of took some time to just appreciate that and we were just um you know enjoying the moment and it started getting dark and that's fine because you know we know where we're going and we know that the road will lead us there and so we started going and as we walk the huge storm started like you could hear the sound of the vibration <laughs> it was pretty close as well and it started like the the lightning started happening as well like really close and that was probably the scariest part because we were literally in the middle of the forest nowhere to really hide and it, it it was really really intense and at the same time and it started raining like crazy as well and obviously it got even darker and we keep on walking on that road kind of even started running a little bit because we were like afraid of that you know of that lightning and because a few weeks prior to this experience, we were just sitting at home and on the porch um, and it was also a storm and it was really intense. It was a thunderstrike right next to our house and we literally saw something explode and it was really intense. So somehow having that experience um, happening not that long ago and then being in the forest and you know experiencing this thunderstorm and feeling it so close and so intense started to feel really uncomfortable. So we were kind of rushing, rushing, rushing. We kept on going and the roads just, you know, it was getting darker and darker. And the road was not really ending. We kept on walking and it was not ending. And there was a truck that was passing by. And somehow we didn't realize that we should have stopped it, that we should have asked for it. Somehow I was maybe hoping that they will stop just to ask if we're okay. But they didn't stop either. And we kept on going and going. And the truck just disappeared into the darkness. We, at some point, my partner realized that we walked too far. Because if we keep on going on this road, oh, this foresty kind of uh, road then it's going to take us like four hours maybe to get to our car because we were completely on the opposite side of the place where we left the car. And apparently, as we walked, we missed the road which was meant to take us to the car. But that road was not there. We came back to it and there was no road. And maybe it was a path, like a forest path, that could have been seen only during daylight. Because the way we got to the place we, to the church, it was through the forest. We took a shortcut. And apparently, there was no way to go back to the car on, the, on a normal road or on the forest road, but only through the actual forest, the dark forest. And my partner said, well, there is no other way, you know, we have to go through the forest. That's the only way. And obviously he had a phone and he could see the direction we're going to. So, I mean, I guess it, we could have been fine. But I honestly didn't want to go through the forest because I watched way too many films and I read way too many stories about people getting lost in the forest and, and nobody being able to find them because it's so fucking confusing at night. 
especially in the forest. So I felt like as long as we have the road, even if it was like a forest road, but we clearly saw a car passing by, I knew that, you know, it would lead us somewhere. And I didn't want to get off it. And my partner said, we definitely cannot keep on walking because it's going to take us forever. We cannot walk on that road. Um, and so he says, you know, we have to go back. We have to go through the forest. We tried to see where we could enter the forest. And what we see there <laughs> is a sign which says that it's a Chingali zone, which is... Um, Chingali are these wild pigs, boars, wild boars, and they are not nice. I, you know, we, we've encountered them a few times when we lived in, a, in Umbria, in this place, and they're fucking scary, and to meet them during the night in their home, in their forest, I just didn't feel like it's a good idea, and yeah, and I, I was genuinely just scared to get lost in that forest, and then nobody could find us. And especially even if we had phones, the funny thing about the phone is because it was pouring down, we were like completely soaking wet. And the phone could have died any second and it could have switched off because it was cold and we didn't have that much battery left. And, you know, we've been in all sorts of situations and challenging situations together and somehow it never felt I never felt like I need some help or I need some police or anything you know I didn't I never ever felt that even though we were in some situations you know we we camp a lot uh, we, we do wild camping we do all sorts of outdoorsy things so you would have you would not think that you know we we were confident that we would not get into a situation where we feel quite challenged to the point where you know getting some help will be actually nice because if we went back through the forest yes there was a chance that we would just find a way out of it but to go at night when you can't see anything and risk that if the phone dies for example you will have no sense of direction and you will also have no way to contact the outside world. That was just freaking me out, that idea. And, of okay, like, I was thinking worse comes to worse. You know, we're stranded in the forest during the night. It was really cold because it was raining and it's November, so the nights are quite cold. But I guess we would have been able to push through the night. We would have kept on moving and I guess we would have been fine to the, till the morning. And then we would have made it. I guess, you know, the situation wasn't that dramatic that, you know, we would have died. Um, but being in this kind of situation first time, and obviously you, you, I just didn't feel like I want to get into that nastiness of staying in the forest throughout the night, being completely soaking wet. Plus, I had to go, I had an arrangement for the next day, you know, and I uh, the people were expecting me and blah, blah, blah. So, like, there was... It was just the worst time for that kind of adventure, you know. Uh, and I was completely unprepared. I was also like, normally I'm properly dressed. This time I was not properly dressed because I was in this funny mood all day. And that's how the evening manifested. And um, so as we were going, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, my mind or my intuition, I don't know, just couldn't accept the fact that going back uh, to the car through the forest, like through the depths of the forest. Because I felt like as long as you have a road, you're fine. You know, as long as you have some road, you're fine. And I just didn't want to lose it. So I say to my partner, listen, how about we call, we call some police? Like, just to try. You know, and honestly, in that moment, I really didn't didn't believe that police will help. And I didn't believe that, like, there will be a way to to do this because then the phone was kind of like going, you know, the battery was dying, the rain was crazy strong. And um, the chances, and, and the people were not really speaking English and there was, you know, they had to connect us with like three different departments and there was a translator as well involved and we had to provide the coordinates which the phone, because it was wet, it was almost impossible to do anything on 
you know, on this touch screen because it wasn't working. And so all this stress, all this, uh, you know, I, I really just didn't believe. Like I was doing my best. I was trying. But honestly, inside me, there was so little hope that this will work. Because anytime we would lose the connection, we were done. Because it wasn't so simple when you call the police. It's not just like they ask to send your coordinates or tell you, like, just to find the coordinates, just to be able to copy and paste them or to just read them out for them and then understand the numbers properly. This was just so, such a hassle and it took so long. And then it took even longer for them to get our phone numbers and to ask all the questions they had to ask and to go through all these procedures they have to go. It was just incredible. So, and I had some experience before uh, with police in other countries and I just knew that like when you need some help police doesn't just arrive like you know you would expect in a movie that you just give a call to police and they suddenly arrive wherever you are and to save you that's just not how it works so my expectations were really low but I just didn't know what else to do and I didn't want to be stranded in the forest for the rest of the night and I was feeling really cold and my partner was feeling cold. We were both like shaken and we managed to like after like speaking on the phone for half an hour and thank God my phone didn't die. We were hiding it in the bag and trying to and had our like heads, you know, in the bag as well, just so we could uh, somehow talk to these people. And, and it was just incredible. I don't know even how to explain, but after all, we managed to get in touch with them. So yes, they 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 got us. They said, okay, we're sending the local people to the, the local rescue team to you know to rescue you. So just stay in the same place where you are. Don't move. And they they gave me the personal phone numbers of the policemen, and I messaged them on WhatsApp, and I shared my live location with with them as well. So that's good, right? I mean, think how many things could have went wrong in that moment. Like, for example, not having the service, not having internet, not having the battery. So all of these things were like God sent because actually normally I don't have battery on my phone because I take photos and I film everything. But this time, you know, I was just in such a funny mood that somehow I, you know, I didn't use my phone so much. And here I, I had this battery and the connection was good as well, I guess, because we were on top of the hill. But my service provider here in Italy is really bad and very often I have no connection at all and actually there's sometimes spaces like gaps in in Italy where you just cannot have any connection and we were in this remote area so like this was fucking amazing to have a connection it was not something you would take for granted like you know there's a high chance that you would end up in a situation like this not having it so so yeah, so basically the people were on the way and they were tracking us uh, via WhatsApp, right? But at the same time, I knew that the phone can just die in a second. And what then, you know, they will lose that location. I don't know if they took a note of it. Fuck knows. And then what? So anyway, the people are coming. But you know, the, it didn't calm me down because smart me, I read many stories like real stories um and also i watched some films some docu some documentaries some fiction about people um getting lost in the forest and police and calling the police being able to reach the police but police being unable to find them and i guess this happens when people go right in the middle of the forest where the car cannot access because then you're really screwed. That is exactly why I didn't want to go back into the, you know, the deep forest because if we got lost there or if we lost the connection or the battery died, then there was nothing. And and because of those stories, you know, it was not helping me because even though I knew someone is on the way, even though I knew that we were on the drivable kind of road, still... I knew that, the, you know, the forest is huge, it's massive. And I knew that there is a way that they won't find this. And I just, I remember just standing and looking up and I could see the, you know, there was uh, some light coming from around uh, the area, I guess. And there was this mist 
And I was looking at it and I was just breathing deep as much as I could just to warm myself up and also just to kind of maintain some sort of balance because I was truly in a panic mode um, because I didn't believe that we would be found and I couldn't relax all the time. And the police called us uh, a lot of times and they would ask us if we hear the sirens and we didn't hear the sirens and it took a very, 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 very long time. So for them to, to come and even when they did you know, ask us about the sirens, we didn't hear the sirens for a very long time. And imagine how that feels like. You realize that police officers are completely in a different place because it's a forest, right? But you would hear the sirens. They were loud. Like I could hear them on the phone. They were very loud. And the funny thing happened in the mind, as we, would, as we were waiting, we started hearing sounds and we thought our brain started creating the sounds or the, the lights. You know, like the eyes start to see the, some sort of glimmer and you think that it's the lights or you think that you hear something when you actually don't or it was just mad mad experience and we we felt like we are hearing something or that they're coming and it wasn't true like many times so I literally was just losing hope slowly and you know thinking that we cannot hear the sirens even though they're so loud and it means that they're somewhere completely on a different side you know and honestly, <laughs> at some point, we start hearing the sirens like super, super quiet. We hear them for a bit. We call the policeman to say that actually we hear the sirens and they're like, okay, it means that you know we're in a good direction. I, I put the phone down and I, he I don't hear the sirens anymore. They disappear. Of course, it's because of the way the forest is. It's all those, you know, serpentine roads and it's it's probably normal but you know it's so freaking scary and um also at some point I was just thinking like am I just imagining the sound in my head because it was so quiet that siren sound that I was thinking that maybe because when I was talking to these police officers on the phone I've heard the sirens and now my mind is so desperate that it's imagining that sound you know and I told my partner that and he was like no no these are actually sirens and Whew, wow, it feels so uh, so emotional um, sharing this because obviously I haven't really processed these emotions and there was no time for it. But it's indeed the sirens started, started approaching and they were getting closer and closer, louder and louder and suddenly started seeing these lights and I just took the, you know, put the torch on my phone so they can see us and they find us. And the guy gets out of the car, one police officer gets out of the car and, and I just, we just stand there in such like confusion and I just feel like I want to give him a hug. But obviously now, you know, after all these confusing COVID times, you just don't want to invade anyone's space, especially because of that. But he gives a hug to us. <laughs> that was so cute. Like he just gave us a hug and then he you know, prepared a car for us to sit in, and man, I couldn't believe that nightmare was over, and you know, we were, I don't know, we were definitely lost for like, well, not lost, we weren't lost, we kind of knew where we are, we just, we, we were stranded, and we had the, you know, option to either risk and go through the depths of the forest uh, and try to find the car, and I think I felt like the better idea is not to get into a deeper danger, not to compromise ourselves. So I guess what I want to say in this case now, like if you ever end up in a situation like this, I mean, this really caught us by surprise. You know, we've been exploring nature in like all sorts of places. We we had all sorts of crazy experiences. Like once the car got stuck in these weird roads in the middle of the forest in the middle of nowhere in Romania but even then it didn't feel so scary as it felt this time and I just want to say you know it doesn't matter how experienced you are or how well you are in these situations you know there is a reason why we keep on hearing you know people being found in all sorts of natural you know places 
dead or like injured because I guess you when you get into a situation which is challenging you still don't think that you should reach out for help like we are the people who would never consider you know calling police or anything like I was actually surprised that my partner when I told him that maybe we should call police that he said okay because normally he would be like no of course not like we will figure this out blah 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 but when he said okay I realized that he also you know is not that confident and he you know agrees to this it means that okay we are kind of in some shitty situation plus he was the only one navigating all the time and the all responsibility was on him which wasn't great because obviously he was alone in this and um, I wasn't really helpful because I never looked at the phone I never checked the directions and I never I didn't even know where the car is so I mean yeah this was like really shitty of me not to care but it's just you know, this is our dynamic, how it is normally, I guess it's not very nice, and I should be much more on top, but, you know, the moments we try to navigate together, it gets just too confusing, because we both have our own opinions, and I guess it is, it works for us for one person to navigate, and um, unfortunately, this time, it was too, too challenging for one person to do that, and, um, and yes, so I just wanted to say that, when you are in a situation which starts to become challenging, it is always okay to consider help because it was very unnatural for me to consider calling police. But I started feeling like I don't want to be trapped in, in the nastiness. I didn't want to be trapped in the forest for a whole night. And, you know, we weren't completely lost. We knew where we are. We knew where the car is. It's just that if we, the road to take the normal road would have taken us forever or to go through the forest would have been, could have resulted in even more extreme situations. So my intuition somehow guided me that, okay, best thing to do now is to ask for help. And I'm so glad I did. And I think my partner also is happy that it happened, even though he he believes that, you know, there was a way for us, obviously, to, to sort ourselves out. And of course, there was a way. Like, I know there was a way, but I just didn't want that way. I didn't want it to get that extreme. Like, I was already in a panic mode. Like, I don't know how I would have handled... Because I was so unprepared as well. Like, my clothes, I had nothing waterproof or windproof. I was all soaking wet. It was just such weird caught by surprise moment like and that's what I'm saying like you would think if you had all these experiences of traveling camping you know a bit more rough and a bit more wild you would be prepared like this would not happen to you you know this maybe happens to amateurs people who go to the forest for the first time right (laughs) but no actually it happens for those who are maybe a bit too confident sometimes and too brave you know to push themselves in in some adventures or like go to the forest right before it gets dark not the best idea somehow obviously we thought that we know the road and that the road will take us back to the car until you know it seems like the road is not there we can't see it so I just wanted to say that I really, you know, there are some things you you have to be cautious about because otherwise it can get really nasty really soon, especially when you're out in, in the wild. And uh, yeah, like I, I cannot believe this happened, you know, like it was a weird experience. But at the same time, you know, I am still processing and trying to figure out, okay, what did it actually mean? Like, what was the lesson for me? Because, you know, the whole day for me was so challenging and I could feel a lot of things in me. Like, I don't know, November is is something about November that it gets me into the darkness. And I think it's not only me. And indeed, November is the weird, energetically is a weird month. And yeah, there are things around it but and some and some experiences and stuff um but um yeah the darkness in me and and I was sharing as well with my partner the just before we got into this 
crazy mad situation I was sharing to my partner you know saying that I feel this darkness like I have this darkness within me and I feel like it's kind of trying it really wants to take over and I feel like it's you know my depression I guess like I don't know I feel this darkness within me and I you know keeps on coming up and it's it's something that's been I feel like with me my most of my life and I've been just dealing with it in a, in all sorts of ways and like you know ignoring it dealing with it in not healthy ways like distracting myself from it running away from it blah 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 until I got into emotional work spiritual work energetic work meditation you know all these kind of things when I started really addressing it and I started kind of conscious consciously moving into it consciously trying to experience it and, and allow myself to um be shown what what it is about you know what is happening within within, within me basically and I also had some plant medicine um ceremonies where I you know I, I went in them I went um with the intention that I wanted to kind of get some clarity on the darkness that I'm experiencing, that heaviness, that's this void. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't even know how to put it into words. And in one of my, in my recent uh, ceremony, I felt like I was being communicated. Um, it sounds weird, but it, that's just, you cannot explain that uh, experience that you have in a very conventional way because it is unconventional right that medicine the plant or the mushroom or whatever that intelligence you know that you experience is it has its own way of communicating with you and you know it depends on how I don't know it depends on many factors how well you understand or interpret what it the message it has for you and the message it had for me and my last journey was that my mission in this life somehow, my mission in this world somehow is something to do with experiencing a lot of heavy feelings and somehow um, transforming them into something else. Like somehow that is my path and somehow that is something that it is my gift and that I can somehow help myself and others through it and I mean I'm still like I didn't figure this out at all um but but I just want to say that in that experience um I felt like I've been given all the answers in that time in that journey I felt like I've been communicated so clearly and I understood everything and everything made sense and it was so beautiful and I felt so like safe and it makes sense but then you come back into your normal human day-to-day life and your human brain cannot process all that information all those answers all that that's why we're so it's so funny because we we humans are like we want to know we want to have answers to our questions and we want to you know know more about the afterlife and all the things but honestly if we got this information I think we just wouldn't be able to process it we just wouldn't be able to to deal with it and that is why um that is why we we don't have those answers answered to us directly but I see that every experience in life especially more traumatic experience more heavy experience has really deep um, message or value as well and wisdom so I'm still processing what this experience was about but it literally happened after I remembered and talked about this journey of mine and then this happens like all day was so so weird and that church which we found in the village in the forest which was this medieval church it was also like super creepy and so feeling all those feelings and going into creepy church and then getting in that situation I don't know I don't know like well I'm definitely reminded of how precious this life is and how 
amazing it is to be alive, I guess, you know, how valuable this experience is, how um, impermanent it is. You really, when you face death, I mean, not that I faced death, but clearly I felt like that I did consider that as a possibility too, like, obviously, because things can happen in a weird way, unexpectedly. So, uh, yeah, so I just, I'm still processing. But, you know, once the police car came, I just, I started crying because I, I was keeping my cool first. When you're with another person, I I didn't have space to comfort another person. And I didn't need that comforting from another person. I feel like we were very both in our own world, but both like kind to each other and gentle with each other. I feel like my partner, as always, was like very much positive, much more positive than I am, which is amazing because when you're in a shitty situation, like it's nice to have one person. Um, but it might have been difficult for him because I. I, you know, I wasn't at all positive, but at the same time, I was really not telling him what I was thinking because what I was thinking was dark. <laughs> and I kept, on, you know, remembering all the stories I know about real people who just went for a walk in a park and they couldn't find their way out because it got dark and they tried to contact the family and the police and they couldn't find them and they just died because it was too cold or whatever. And, uh, Knowing that, I was just like, until the police are actually here, like, I am not relaxing. This is not going to happen. And I don't even believe that police will find us. So so when the police actually came, you know, I, I just burst into tears. But then I kind of calmed myself down because I didn't want it to make awkward for them either in the car. And at first, we were just like completely silent and... I mean, what was also amazing is that my partner speaks Italian. Like, you know, he can communicate. Imagine if that wasn't the case. Like, these local policemen, they did not speak English almost at all. Of course, on the phone, on the line, there was a translator, but it was uh, it was tricky. It was complicated. So, yeah, another factor is language. Thank God. Uh, so we could communicate with them a tiny bit and not too much we didn't talk too much I think I was just still in shock like I, I was just I couldn't even process what's happening I was just sitting there and the man they were so kind they were really like such sweet people they they were carabinieri from Vetrala so it's near a bigger uh, city called Viterbo it's this smaller uh, like community smaller town I guess Petrala and that's where they were from that's where they came from these two beautiful uh, kind men and they were really sweet like super lovely and they asked if we feel okay if we uh, you know if we are not hurt and obviously they asked on the phone before as well if we're not hurt and then they asked if you know if we don't want to eat and stuff like that so I mean the kindness I felt like really it was so so amazing and to have those humans there you know rescue us at the same time there was not much I, I was so I was still in shock so like I couldn't really uh, talk too much and um, obviously I also don't speak Italian so it would it would have been difficult we had a little conversation it was also funny because one of the policemen he uh he asked what we do and we told them and the guy said, oh, you know, I, I love photography. Actually, I'm a photographer myself. Like um, he told us his Instagram name. <laughs> so we exchanged Instagram with a police officer. Uh, <laughs> this, this is also bizarre experience. OK, uh, we exchanged Instagrams and then we asked, you know, how could we somehow like, um, I don't know, write something about the story or whatever and they told us that we can share it in their local newspaper so I'm I'm about to figure out that because I obviously want to somehow give show my appreciation my respect my gratitude for these people because they truly made our night so much nicer and uh, truly helped and um yeah, I just, I guess sharing the story 
for the simple purpose of like spreading awareness of like this kind of weird situations you can put yourself into unexpectedly and as we spoke with some of my friends who also like travel and explore and go to places we we've, we've exchanged some stories where my friends were like in kind of similar situations but they were like still okay because it would be daylight or whatever but when they would get completely lost or something weird in nature and that just makes me feel like we should be a bit more aware of the dangers there I guess when we live in cities we get quite um, disconnected from the natural ways of living and our survival instincts and um and you know how people used to live uh, back in the day and uh, it is tricky and uh, we're not so good at it anymore and you know having a phone is like honestly it's not I mean in, in our case you know technology really helped and it really saved us honestly technology saved us but you know have one of the factors not worked we would have been screwed and it would have been a very pleasant experience. Like, I believe that we would have been fine in the end. But, man, it would have been nasty. And also, I had to go somewhere the next day. So I didn't want to disappoint the people. And also, I wouldn't have had how to communicate them with them, you know. So, and, and yeah, I just couldn't. I just couldn't, couldn't uh, go into that scenario. So... Yeah, I guess I just want to share the story because I shared on my Instagram straight away, like I shared um, a little bit about it. And then I started like questioning myself, thinking like, oh my God, you know, this is uh, quite an embarrassing story to share in a way. But then I thought, obviously, there's always this part, you know, of like being afraid of... Uh, uh, I don't know, being judged, being perceived in a particular way. But then I thought, no, fuck it, because this was a very rich experience on all the levels. I can see this happening to a lot of people randomly, like, because it happened to us completely by surprise in a way, because we just didn't think that, you know, getting into a weird situation like this is an option. And I think that's how it happens for most people when they end up in a challenging situation without thinking that yeah it, it can happen also the fact that we entered winter time and I'm still not used to days being so short it's you know in Italy the days if they're sunny they're warm and they still feel like really nice early autumn but actually it's already November and we're getting closer to Christmas, but um, you know it's a mind fuck for me because I'm I, I haven't lived here in this time before, so I guess uh, my inner clock also is still kind of um, adjusting. And you know I didn't really consider that. I mean I did think about it. I didn't want to get uh, in the forest in the dark, but somehow you know the little glitch with the fact that Google Maps showed us the road. Which is actually a very funny thing because apparently Google Maps, the the way it sometimes assumes the things. I mean, I don't know how how the actually they made those maps, and you know when you look from the satellite how they're actually made. But basically, the path which we were meant to take, it was a place where there was a line of um electricity cables running, and I guess there were less trees there. So maybe that's how also Google Maps assumed that there was a road, which it wasn't, or like we couldn't see it in the dark. I don't know. In any case, I mean, I I feel like, yeah. So my purpose with this podcast is obviously to kind of share a story. You know, I'm all about telling a story. I like telling stories. I like listening to stories. But more than that, kind of also just raising awareness about the fucking unexpected shit that can happen to you when you just go for a walk even you did that many times before and everything was fine but this time this shit happens what is the deeper lesson here you know having such a difficult day emotionally just kind of trying to figure out that that lesson and wisdom that is you know here to be taken from 
what can I say? You know, just make sure you you don't end up in a situation like I did. Because <laughs> uh, I really wouldn't wish this upon anyone. And uh, be aware that it can happen. Even when you're having fun. And um, stay safe and uh, appreciate appreciate what you have. Because you kind of never know when it really can end. <laughs> it can end in the most ridiculous way. Um, so yeah, I didn't uh, want to end on this sad note, but <laughs> thanks for listening till the end, if you have. I will probably be coming back now more often to my podcasts, although I'm still not sure because I think that I also kind of want to go back into visual uh, work and, and YouTube more because I've been filming a lot and I've been, you know, this is one of the stories one of many stories that happened to me in the last few months because somehow my life has been extremely crazy <laughs> and and um yeah so it's been a lot has been happening in my life after a long time of not much happening you know covid and isolation and living in a remote area in France and then suddenly everything started happening and a lot of movement a lot of interactions a lot of people a lot of noise a lot of things and uh, so yeah things started happening and then you know I was kind of I came back to Italy from Lithuania because I went to, to visit you know my friends and family in Lithuania for the summer and that was intense and then I came back to Italy and I thought okay I'm now gonna have the time to really integrate and process everything but actually I ended up traveling because spontaneously things happened in my life and I just I ended up traveling a lot um, all in all these like months, past months. And um, my journey didn't end as I thought it was going to end after Lithuania. I'm going to calm down and come back into, you know, producing more, co- more content and making sense of all the experiences and everything. I just didn't have time because life was happening and I was going from place to place, meeting people. And, um, and here I am like slowly get, I mean, I'm still traveling like right now I'm, I'm in in this place that I've never been in my life before. And I guess I'm just going to go and explore it in a bit. And it looks gorgeous. But, um, you know, but I'm slowly coming back into creating content and um, reflecting. I just finished also my seven-year cycle, turned 28. And so I've been really reflecting on that. And uh, honestly, I've been feeling like huge shifts in in myself and my life and everything related to my existence and I feel like yeah there's there's a reason why people say that every seven years you know there is something big that shifts within you and I mean sometimes it happens gradually you know it doesn't necessarily happen straight on point when the seven years pass you know but but I started feeling that I've entered some new territories um on many levels like spiritually emotionally and, and and physically as well um you know just changing location living location and and moving around a lot so what i'm just trying to say that yes i'm um trying to make sense of all that i'm trying to kind of go back into my flow um sharing content about these adventures these experiences these challenges and like um making sense of them and also want to talk more about um emotional stuff as well because emotional journey is the one which is always the most eventful I would say <laughs> I mean of all things the emotional journey is really always providing uh so I want to stay true to that and uh, share the whole picture with people rather than just um beautiful pictures of Instagram on on Instagram of my life I want to be real and and really give it all and open up. And I guess that, especially now, I feel like I want to, you know, open up and be more myself because I feel like at the beginning when I started sharing my content, whether it was YouTube or podcasts, there's always the self-monitoring, self-consciousness. Um, you're just, you know, always are kind of... Uh, when the we when you're expressing yourself, you're always thinking about that audience that is gonna listen to you and that's gonna judge you or whatever, and that would not allow me to be myself completely. Also, another thing is that when you express yourself in a particular way, you are 
in a way you you don't want people to think that that's how, that's the only way you are because I feel like you know there are so many parts of me and I'm like so different just like every other person like has so many different unique features of them combined together that sometimes doesn't make sense and uh, that's the beauty of being a human being <laughs> so yeah so I guess I just want to make sure first that you know I'm just as honest and as truthful <laughs> as I can be without trying to be a particular person just opening my heart and um, resonating with those who feel like this is close to their heart too and also kind of being very open and aware that things can change and being flexible and kind of not having the same tone all the time or not having the same themes or topics or mood you know like one particular type of style or whatever because I feel like I'm constantly changing and evolving and it's just I cannot stay the same now I'm recording this podcast after like months of not recording podcasts and I think the podcasts I recorded before like to me they feel a bit they're a bit difficult for me to hear because I know that I have changed so much I have grown so much from since then even though it's been only like you know few months but the experiences I had they were so rich and and I'm different now so the podcast will be different too and so that's it (laughs) thank you so much for listening I mean it's been a long one this one but um yeah I really appreciate you I guess if you're here you feel some sort of warmth some sort of connection and so that is brilliant that's the point of this feature of this way of communicating i send you love wherever you are and um yeah we keep in touch